When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the right hemisphere of the brain is more creative. And that's where a lot of dreaming <laughs> comes from, actually, is the right side of your brain. Well, there you there go. There it is. <laughs> my, I got the whole right side of my head is just smudgy. It's, <laughs> it's real smudgy up there. Oh, man. Yeah. Friends, welcome back to The Random Theory. It's a new year full of new information. I'm Grace. I'm Josh. And together we make up the random theory. And explore <laughs> the unknown. It's different every time. <laughs> it's different at the, with a new intro every single time. Yeah. What have you been up to? For us, this is the first episode we're recording after the holidays. Yes. Um, everything we had a big holiday break. Yeah. Everything you've heard came uh, before the holidays. Um, so we've actually been up to a lot. we need a whole podcast to talk about it but no i yeah i went to did all the christmas festivities um split families you know like the we we spent christmas eve with my wife's and then drove to my parents house christmas day we were down there for almost a week sweet Um, yeah it was great it was it was actually it was a really fun time and then New Year's, it was snowing hard, and so we didn't do anything. I don't blame you. Yeah. That, it, that would have been snowed, crazy. It snowed so hard here, like, over that weekend. I think we got You guys got pounded. Overnight. We, we had, like, a foot of snow overnight. It was crazy. So what did you do? I assume there was some <gasps> uh, airports involved. There were six <laughs> flights involved. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, six flights involved for the holiday season. We only had one really big issue. Thankfully, we don't fly Southwest. We are Delta Dude. loyalty. But yeah. if you flew Southwest, I just feel sorry for you because what a mess. that was so bad. I can't imagine trying to get to my family. Like people were straight up renting cars and driving with strangers from the airport. It's insane. Yeah. But we only had one delay, and then actually we had two pretty major delays. We d- were supposed to get into Indianapolis. I'll keep it short and sleep. We were supposed to get into Indianapolis at 6 p.m. We didn't get in until 4 a.m. I was yeah. just like sitting in the airport, low-key, like had an anxiety attack because I was like, I just want to get to my family for Christmas. <laughs> the The strange part was none of our delays were actually weather-related. They were all pilot-related. So it was oh. all about like what pilots were where and like what pilots had to fly certain planes. But I guess those pilots were stopped because of weather my suitcase was broken it did get broken yeah delta 
bought me a new suitcase so oh rad yeah is it Thanks, Delta. Uh, an away suitcase again it is not mm. um but i was able to go buy one and then they reimbursed me so oh well that's nice yeah so my away suitcase was like a hundred dollars less <laughs> so i was good should we get into some some ratings and reviews and emails? i think we shall i love this review I'm so excited to read it. We have okay. a listener in Hawaii. Yeah. So what what <laughs> podcast was that? Was the the year wrap up podcast? That yeah, we that was about the Hawaii. yeah the year wrap up podcast. I was talking about the volcano that's just continued to erupt. It's mm-hmm. the Mount the Mauna Loa, and sure. this is Geo Nerd Makana. And they said love from Hawaii. And nice. I'm so excited about this. I can't believe we have someone that listens to us in Hawaii. I feel yeah. like I want to go do the, like a podcast there every week. That would be so nice. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So they said, hey, guys, love the podcast. Just wanted to pop in and contribute to the Maualoa discussion. All is well here. The eruption started on Hawaiian Independence Day. So for a lot of us, it felt like she awoke to party with us. LOL. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. That's the lava funny. stopped flowing almost two miles away from the main highway that goes around the island. So there wasn't really any danger. Okay. I just want to like pause there. The yeah. lava stopped flowing almost two miles away from the main highway. Two miles is not a lot. That's not <laughs> far enough for no. lava. No, <laughs> no. But like the fact that these people from Hawaii are like, yes, yeah, two miles from the highway. That's fine. We're fine. Like well, that's not you know, anywhere close. I mean, they're they're like that's. Just I feel like normal, that's a solid. Right? Like, yeah, I feel like that's like someone from California seeing a wildfire uh, like up on a ridge and being like, ah. <laughs> We're fine. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> it's nah, on the no ridge. Big no big <laughs> yeah. deal. So uh, volcanic activity is kind of just something to celebrate here as a continuation of local stories and folklore and the formation slash growth of our islands. And then this was, they mentioned me because I talked about that I flew into <laughs> the a restaurant. small airport and there was, yeah, there was a breakfast restaurant that I could not remember and they they knew, which was crazy to me. I love that so much. So they said, P.S. If you flew into Hilo Airport, which that's what it was, I kn- that jogged my memory, that diner is probably Verna's or Ken's. Both are pretty good. Um, anyway, I love well, the podcast and look forward to You got the local hookup. <laughs> Mahalo and aloha from Hawaii. I love that so much. Uh, such a great, like, I I cannot I like ran to my wife when I saw that <laughs> just having that like where I couldn't remember you know this airport and like oh this thing and then somebody literally in Hawaii was like oh I got you I'm here here's here it is like that was just so crazy to me to see I that. just think it's I just love our community I love yeah. our science pals and I love that you guys chime in and you help us out and you like you're there for us and like we love being there for you and giving you science stuff but like that made my heart so happy you were like someone knows the restaurant <laughs> and I was like yeah 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 <laughs> it was just it's so exciting exciting so then i've got two emails (laughs) because uh, the the topic of this today's podcast is sleep and dreams sleep and dreams um and it came originally from one email from a science pal named tyler hello science pal tyler 
literally yesterday from when we're recording this somebody else emailed in asking for sleep and dreams so i figured we would just kind of lump them together i and, like it and these would be for them so i'll I'll read tyler's first and then i'll jump over to the other one which okay. is shorter but we'll get that in so Sounds good. he said hi my name is tyler and i live in maine um hi tyler hi tyler <laughs> uh i love your podcast and i listen to it every monday night i wish you had time to release two or three every week i think you should do a podcast on sleep you should talk about dreams sleepwalking and other things that happen while you sleep i am also on a swim team and would love if you did a podcast on swimming and the science behind it i also have some jokes you ready for these jokes yeah hit me with them okay why did the little girl take her bicycle to bed with her why because she didn't want to sleepwalk she wanted to sleep bike she i guess yeah <laughs> she wanted <laughs> she wanted to ride that bicycle <laughs> she just really wanted to sleep bike and said um, that's funny that's actually kind of funny and then uh what do a dentist and a swim coach have in common i don't know what could they have in common they both use drills Ah, uh, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, I great love it. Email. I love it. Great email. And then I'm going to jump over to the other email. This comes from uh, Science Pal Alex. Okay. Uh, he says, hi, I'm Alex from the Philippines. Hi, Alex from the Philippines. <laughs> I always love it when you guys have a new podcast app out. I listen to RT every day on Spotify as a stress reliever kind of thing. Oh, I'm not an Apple user, so I don't get to comment on it, but I'm a big fan. I'm hoping one day on an ep of RT, you read my message and feature my topic suggestion. Well, Alex. Yeah, well, got, Alex from the uh, Philippines, today is yeah. your lucky day and you Honestly, barely made it on time. <laughs> yeah, the most like immediate turnaround. That guy emailed it yesterday and I'm reading it on the pod. So I love um, that. I'm glad you suggested it. I'm glad you got it in when you did because here it is. Um, sleep and dreams. Specifically, he, and dreams. he mentioned lucid dreaming. Well, we do um, talk about that. Yeah, so um, we got it in. Alex and Tyler, this one is for you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sleep and dreams. Oh, also, thank you for writing in. This is a very exciting podcast. I'm really excited because sleeping yeah. is something everyone does and dreaming is something that everyone does. And I think it's incredibly fascinating. I wish I slept better. <laughs> I do it, but not well. 
Oh, Josh. I know. I know. Mel, it's- you need to take some magnesium. Sleep and dreams. When you sleep at night, your brain splices both strange and familiar scenarios together to create the weirdest midnight movie ever. In other words, it's your dreams. But before we get there, we need to talk about the different stages of sleep. Because if you're going to understand dreaming, you need to understand sleeping. So sleeping stages occur in cycles lasting 90 to 120 minutes each. So there's four to five cycles that occur in a typical night of sleep. Shifting of stages occurs over the course of the night, typically with an increased percentage of NRM sleep in the first half of the night and an increasing percentage of REM sleep in the second half of the night. So there is non-REM, which is N. REM sleep, which happens first and includes the first three stages. The last stage of non-REM sleep is when you are asleep very deeply and it's really hard to wake you up from that stage of sleep. REM sleep happens about an hour to an hour and a half after falling asleep. And REM sleep is when you have your really crazy, wild, vivid dreams. I feel like I, I never achieve that deep stage of sleep. Josh, we got to fix that. I don't I feel like I don't have like vivid dreams. Um, I don't think I have vivid dreams. I dream sometimes and wake up and be like, that was weird, but I don't remember it in the morning, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely like that too. Like I, I can I'll wake up and I know that I had a dream. For me, my dreams, they're never very clear. Hmm. And and they're also very like I wanna say like if the entire dream was like a watercolor and it's just like blurry and just, you know, like not nobody's That's so interesting. faces, you know, like nothing is clear, nothing's sharp, yeah. nothing's bright. It's huh. just kind of like washy. I feel like that's what my dreams are like. That's really but interesting, I don't know. actually. If anyone's a, a dream expert out there, Please. write in. Tell me what I've just divulged about myself. Please help Josh. <laughs> he needs help. So... The first stage of the non-REM stage and one, this consists of non-REM sleep, obviously. It's a typical transition from wakefulness to sleep and generally lasts only a few minutes. So in stage N1, the lightest stage of sleep, patients usually awoken from it don't perceive that they were actually asleep. And so in this stage, it's your quote unquote falling asleep. So your heartbeat and breathing mm. begins to slow down, your muscles relax, and this is only a few minutes before you fall into stage two, which is light sleep. Okay. So this next stage of non-REM sleep comprises of a large percentage of the total sleep time and is considered a lighter stage of sleep, which you can be awakened from easily. So this is before you fall into your super dark dark deep sleep it's not dark. <laughs> dark dark and deep sleep uh no i think you need some uh, help if that's yeah what... seriously honestly sure, but here sure. your heart rate and breathing slows even further there's no eye movement your body temperature actually drops and your brain produces sleep spindles sleep spindles. sleep spindles so your brain is basically like telling itself okay time to go night night and then we hop into stage three. So the final stage of non-REM, which REM stands for rapid eye movement, REM, sleep is the deepest stage. So stage three sleep is known as the slow wave or delta sleep. Your body performs a variety of important health promoting tasks in the final non-REM stage. So this is the deepest sleep state. 
Your heartbeat and breathing are at their slowest rate. There's no eye of movement. The body is fully relaxed. The delta brain waves are present. Tissue repair and growth and cell regeneration happen here and your immune system strengthens. Uh, Sleep is literally so important. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's crazy that all of that happens every night. Yeah, every single night your body goes through this. I mean, I hope. Yeah. So it's like not enough that your body was working during the day. It's got to work at night too. I know. Always working. Always working. So now we hop into REM sleep. So there's two phases of REM sleep, phasic and tonic. Phasic REM sleep contains bursts of rapid eye movement while tonic REM sleep does not. So the R stage occurs about 90 minutes after you fall asleep. And this is the primary quote unquote dreaming stage of sleep. And stage R sleep lasts roughly 10 minutes for the first time, increasing with each REM cycle that you go through. The final cycle of the R may last roughly anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. Interesting. Which is very interesting that the longer you're asleep, the longer that dream cycle like is present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes dreams like go so quickly. Isn't that like just a perception thing? Um, It is because what might feel very quick and they don't actually have any scientific information about dreams and how long they last. There is no way to tell you how long a dream lasts. It might feel like you're in a dream for a really long time, but it was mere minutes or seconds. I mean, you might feel like you were in a dream for an hour, but this is telling you that that's almost not possible. Right. It's only going to be like you know whatever less than like 30 minutes or something most yet max yeah so isn't that that's like a big not big but that's a plot point of the movie inception yes which is all about dreams but they they go in and he asks the girl like how long do you think we were there and uh, yeah she says like an hour and he's like no not at all yeah yeah there's a lot of movies like that and there's also a lot of movies which we'll we'll get into a little bit later um that talk about when people lucid dream and they interact in their dream, they count mm. fingers. So someone might, and they can't tell if they're in a dream or real life. So when you're dreaming, you can look at someone's hand and count their fingers and they won't have five. Really? Yeah. So they might have an extra one. They might not have another one. So there's always a way to tell if you are dreaming or not by looking at someone's hand or looking at yourself and you'll have more than five fingers. See, it's like stuff like that because I've heard things like that Mm -hmm. where people are like, oh, yeah, you know, in a dream, you can notice this. That's the kind of stuff where I'm talking about that, like, my dreams look like watercolors that I feel like I don't even think people in my dreams have defined, you know, like, limbs are, you know, (laughs) like, it's just like a smudge of somebody. Sure, sure. I don't know. It's so weird. Maybe my, my brain is broken. Maybe it's because your eyesight. Ooh interesting yeah i take in all the dream data from my one eye instead yeah. of the other yeah <laughs> yeah that could be it, it could Everything be coming in coming in from the right eye is definitely pretty smudgy <laughs> <laughs> it actually could be because is it the right p- side of your brain that is uh the creative or is it oh, left right it is the right hemisphere of the brain is more creative and that's where a lot of dreaming <laughs> comes from actually is the right side of your brain well there you there go there it is <laughs> my i got the whole right side of my head is just smudgy it's, <laughs> it's real smudgy up there oh, man. yeah maybe our whole hypothesis is completely someone wrong. let us know please we're not doctors around <laughs> here 
Yeah, come on. Okay, so what causes dreams, or in Josh's case, smudges? Watercolors. Watercolors. Yeah. Um, this has actually been a question for ages about why people even dream. So despite scientific inquiry, we still don't have a solid answer for why people dream. Some of the most notable theories are that dreaming helps us process memories and better understand our emotions, also providing a way to express what we want or to practice facing our challenges in life. However, the prevailing theory is that dreaming helps you consolidate and analyze memories like skills and habits that you have and likely serves as a rehearsal for various situations and challenges that you face in the daytime. We also know much but not all of what goes on psychologically during dreams. Most dreaming occurs during REM, which is rapid eye movement, sleep, which we cycle through periodically during the night like we talked about above. So sleep studies show our brainwaves are almost as active during REM cycles as they are when you're awake. Wow. Isn't that insane? Always at work. We're always always moving. Like when you are in REM sleep, your brainwaves are almost as active as they are when you're, you're awake. That to me is just crazy. That is pretty crazy. Like just the fact that there's that much processing going on. It's nonstop. Yeah. And you're not even taking in information. Your eyes aren't looking at anything. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. That's a really good point. Yeah. You're not you're not like or even like every like all the senses. Yeah. Right? You're not touching something and or tasting or seeing or whatever. Hearing something. Your brain is basically taking in information from itself and trying to process it. I think that is the craziest part. Yeah. Your your brain is trying to figure out itself. Literally, it is. And it's like overloading while it does that. It's crazy to like think about that. So at the same time, we have far more to learn about what's going on psychologically when we dream. For example, one study suggests that dreams stem more from your imagination, aka your memories, abstract thoughts, and wishes pumped up from deep within your brain than from your perception, which is the vivid sensories, sensory experiences you collect in the front of your brain, mm. which I know that's a lot okay. for me to like throw at you. So yeah. a lot of people think that the dreams stem from your imagination rather than what you experience in your life. I don't know where I stand on that. I um, honestly think it differs person to person, truthfully. And I think that's what yeah. makes dreams so hard to study is that you don't dream, you quote unquote dream every single night, but your brain doesn't remember every dream that you have. And personally, I think, which I know deja vu doesn't come from this, but I think this could be where deja vu comes from, where you feel like you've done something or experienced it, but maybe it was in a dream that you experienced it or you had a feeling like this. And it's the brain kind of freaking out rather than like, what we've talked about before, deja vu is where your brain skips information and it tries to fill in the blank being like, oh, no, we've done this before, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things like, uh, you know, we've talked about in the past, like brain, you know, trying to study the brain and figure out how it works. You are brain. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like you're literally studying. The brain is studying itself. You're you're studying yourself. Yeah. It's trying to figure out itself. Um. And it is like it's such a hard thing to even study because it's, you know, especially like dreams. Like there's such a hard thing to study because, you know, it's not a tangible thing. It's not like right. something that is happening in the physical world that 
you know, you can just like, like that a scientist can look at and be like, oh yeah, there it is. Look, it's doing it. It's right. You know, and, and so it, and it's different for everyone. Like when you're talking about, oh, like one night you might dream and it's, you know, Happy. based on reality and then the next night it's not, yeah. you know, like it's completely different. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it is such a crazy thing to even study and, and try to perceive. They've done studies with MRIs, um, which I don't remember if I yeah. put it in here, but they're like, they were able to basically see what the person was dreaming or whatever, basically through an MRI and they woke the person, then they told them what they dreamed of. And it was basically the same thing, but I just don't, like, I don't want to say they got lucky, but I just don't think it's the same person to person. I just don't like, I think everyone's dreams very like d independent on them. Cause like I dream when I'm really stressed out and overwhelmed. Other than that, right. I really don't dream. Like I dream when my brain in the everyday world is on overdrive, yeah. but I don't dream when like my life is chill. You know, like I, I would like Which to that? dream when, when I'm chilling, but you know. <laughs> Another like theory I've heard um, for dreams is that it's like our brain dumping information like at the end of the day, like it's just like spewing all the everything it took in or just perceived or thought about hmm. like it's just like dumping that at the end of the day. That's so interesting to try and I, I guess like process yeah. it all and offload it. Huh. But obviously that even that like that doesn't work every time because, you know, uh, some people have a dream of like swimming with sharks and they certainly <laughs> didn't do that the day before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It really is. And I think the other thing is you there's no one that can really tell you what your dreams are about. The books, the research right. that you do, they can't really tell you what your dream is about. Like Sigmund Freud, yes, he wrote this whole book about what different dreams are about, but there's you can't tell someone what a dream is about because it's different person to person. Yeah, there's no like universal, oh, if you dream about this, it means this. Right. So like you're somebody listening who often uh looks up on google like oh i dreamed about this thing what does that mean that's probably not good information yeah <laughs> it's not which i'm guilty of it just because i'm like that oh, yeah. was weird yeah. like i had one dream i'll never forget this dream actually i have like three dreams that like i'll never forget like they'll just forever stay with me i woke up with leeches like i didn't wake up but in oh. my dream i had leeches all over me and like yeah. couldn't get them off of me and they were just like sucking the blood and the life out of me and like that yeah. I woke up and was like googling and it was just like so yeah. dark it was like <laughs> I was just like this is disgusting I was like I don't ever want to like yeah. dream that again um but yeah. yeah like I've had dreams like that like I don't remember any of the good ones I remember all the, like the freaky ones well that's usually I feel like those are the ones that are the most vivid right yeah they're usually. the traumatic ones they're yeah the, and and I, I again like i i don't know there's at least i don't think there's not really any there's not really anything of like well why what is that why is that the case but yeah you know yeah it's usually people remember the nightmares versus just the you know chilling dreams right where like. you're sitting on a park bench hanging out experts believe that the brainstem generates REM sleep and the forebrain generates your dreams in fact if the brainstem is injured patients dream but don't go into REM sleep 
And if the forebrain is injured, patients can go into REM, but they don't dream. Interesting. Very interesting. So I think it's super interesting that if there's a brain injury, depending on where it is, if your brain stem is injured, there's very significant things happening. Yeah, well, your brain stem yeah. is literally your life. So, yeah, I mean, you're, I guess, dreams might be uh, the last thing on the list of like, yeah, oh, yeah. My, my brain stem was injured. It is. They do know that people living with PTSD, post traumatic stress syndrome, are more likely to mm. have nightmares. And these are manifestations of tension for people living with PTSD because they reoccur around their traumatic experiences. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like talking about, you know, you were saying like you dream vividly when you're stressed, right? Yeah. And it's like, obviously, PTSD is is a very, a very uh, stressful heavy, situation. Uh, well, and, it, you know, it's like a heightened version of that. Yeah. But but yeah, like it's the same thing of like, for whatever reason, when your brain is going overdrive in real life, then that's it's also going to do that in a dream. I think it's the brain trying to make sense of like what is happening and why it's feeling this way. Like if you are someone that has PTSD, number one, I feel for you because that is like something that you have to live with on a daily basis and like overcome. And I can't even begin to imagine, but like I can't even imagine like closing my eyes at night. Like your brain takes over at that point and you're still in that fight or flight. It's like when you're dreaming, your brain is still in that fight or flight. It doesn't ever stop, like stop. Yeah, it's always like in that moment thinking about it. Yeah. So let's talk about the different types of dreams. So there's a couple I want to talk about. So there's lucid dreaming, stress dreaming. um, And then Tyler wanted to know specifically about sleepwalking, which is really interesting, actually. I was not expecting sleepwalking to be as interesting as it is. Okay, I'm excited. I am too. So lucid dreams are relatively rare dreams where the dreamer has awareness of being in their dream and often has some control over the dream content. Researchers indicate that around 50% of people recall having at least one lucid dream in their lifetime and just over 10% report having them two or more times per month. Two or more a month? Mm -hmm, Which is crazy. So it is unknown why certain people... Uh, experience lucid dreams more frequently than others while experts are unclear as to why or how lucid dreams occur preliminary research signals the prefrontal and parietal regions of the brain play a significant role that's man it's so hard like i'm glad we're doing this podcast because it's interesting but it certainly is one of those topics where it's like yeah, people don't really know. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like they've tried <laughs> to know. do all this research on it, but there's really no big answer. It's kind of like yeah. brain research where there's no really big answer on the brain and why it does what it does. Right. Well, it is. I mean, it is brain. Everything is, you Yeah. Know, dreaming is the brain. Yeah, it is. Right? So. Yeah. So many people covet lucid dreaming and seek to experience it more often. So lucid dreaming has been compared to virtual reality, hyper-realistic video games, and giving lucid dreamers the ultimate self-directed dreamscape experience. Yeah. Like, I would love to right? <laughs> experience that, yeah. I guess. So there's actually been a strong link that's been found between lucid dreaming and highly imaginative thinking and creative output. So researchers have shown that lucid dreamers perform better on creative tasks than those who do not experience lucid dreaming. It is a very... Yeah, cre- it makes sense, though, because Michael, for example, my boyfriend, he's very analytical. I feel like for him to mm-hmm. lucid dream would just 
be impossible. For me, on the other yeah. hand, where I am a little bit more of a creative and I have that creative side to me, I feel like it would be something more obtainable. I feel like it's a control thing almost where creatives are more willing to let the reins go and people yeah. that are very structured aren't, if that makes sense. I guess I probably fall in the middle of that where yeah. it's like I am very creative, but I'm also very, very analytical. Mm-hmm. No wonder I don't dream. <laughs> <laughs> or the no wonder my dreams are just like a messy Picasso painting. <laughs> I bet that would be kind of sick though. So with stressful dreams, uh, stressful experiences tend to show up with more great frequency in our dreams. Stress dreams may be described as sad, scary, or nightmarish even. Experts don't fully understand. That's the whole thing about this. Experts <laughs> don't fully know or how this happens, yeah. but... Anyway, they don't know why specific stressful content ends up in our dreams. I think I agree with you, Josh. It's a big brain dump. I would, Dumping yeah, that maybe. toxic. <laughs> yeah, I think it's dumping that toxic information is like, I don't want it. I don't want to like have it. So like, let's get rid of it. Yeah. But it may point to a variety of theories, including the continuity hypothesis, adaptive strategy and emotional regulation dream theories that explain these occurrences. So stress dreams and mental health seem to actually go hand in hand. Mm. So when daily stress shows up in your dream, researchers have shown that those who experience great levels of worry in their waking lives uh, and people diagnosed with PTSD report higher frequency and intense nightmares. Yeah, I mean, that. I think that kind of goes, to me, that makes sense with like what we're talking about. Sure. Of, like your brain is in overdrive in when you're awake. Yep. And so then it needs to process that and like I was saying, like dump all of that information mm-hmm. while you're asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it makes sense that if your brain is in overdrive more often, then it's going to be processing more often when you're asleep. It also links to mental health disorders. Those with mental health disorders, such as anxiety, bipolar disorder, and depression, tend to have more distressing dreams, as well as more difficulty sleeping in general. So that might be be you, Josh. Uh, You know, very well could be. (laughs) Do you have anxiety in your uh, life <laughs> i might yeah i very well could have but you don't have stress dreams so never mind anxiety is linked to stress dreams as well research indicates a strong connection between anxiety and stressful dream content and these dreams may be the brain's attempt to help us cope with and make sense of the stressful experiences can you imagine the brain just being like i'm feeling this way i'm gonna replay it and try to make sense of why i feel this way <laughs> That's a very anxiety thing, right? Would you <laughs> Right? It's like you go to a party and you say something and then when you get home you think about what you said You're over like, and over oh, again because it was stupid. That was so bad. <laughs> yeah. I had, and then it's just your brain doing that when you're asleep. I had one of those this morning. I thought back to something from like college, which is like 4 years ago, oh, nice. and I was literally <laughs> laying there and I was like that was so bad. That was so terrible. Like and it didn't yeah. even pertain to anything. It just literally was this random memory that just popped into my brain and was like, "Here you go." Like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now on to Tyler's question about sleepwalking. Tyler, I don't know if you're a sleepwalker. If you are, someone in your family carries a gene of sleepwalking. Sleepwalking is genetic. I did not know that. I did not either, and I was mind blown by this. 
Wow. Sleepwalking is genetic. So if you don't know what sleepwalking is, it is when someone walks or carries out a complex activity while not fully awake. It usually happens during a period of deep sleep. And this peaks during early parts of the night, like we talked about before. So sleepwalking tends to happen within the first few hours after you fall asleep. So sleepwalking Mm. can start at any age, but it's definitely more common in children. It's thought that one in five children will sleepwalk at least once in their life. So most grow out of it by the time they reach puberty, but sometimes it persists into adulthood. Do you, are there any stories from your youth of sleepwalking not with me but my cousin did um he slept walk and he had like a night terror and i just remember him like just like laying there like screaming and like no one could wake him up and like it would be a persistent thing that happened like over and over again and we would just always be like nick wake up wake up wake up wake up and he just like wouldn't eventually he would wake up from it and be like what yeah yeah and like not wow that's yeah and not know i have only had one sleep tear i had sleep paralysis i think oh and that was pretty terrible that's where you can't move anything in your body you're just like paralyzed when you wake up you can't like move yeah it was terrible i hope it never happens again that sounds terrible i've never had that luckily but it sounds have you had any sleepwalking in your family not that I know of. I mean, I'm sure I'll like get a call from my parents being like, remember that one time? <laughs> but but no, I like I don't remember uh, them talking about me, you know, sleepwalking as a kid or anything like that. Interesting. So. Interesting. Uh, so the following things can actually trigger sleepwalking or make it worse. So not getting enough sleep, stress and anxiety, infection with a high temperature, especially in children. Um, drinking too much alcohol, taking drugs. <laughs> oh, those kids. Oh, those crazy kids. Certain <laughs> types of medicine, such as sedatives. sedatives. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, will cause sleepwalking. And being startled by a sudden noise or touch causes abrupt waking from deep sleep. And then waking up suddenly mm-hmm. from deep sleep because you need to go to the toilet. So that will also cause sleepwalking. But most sleepwalking episodes only last about 10 minutes, but they can be longer. And at the end of each episode, the person may wake up and return to bed and go to sleep. And people normally don't have any memory of it in the morning or may have a patchy memory. If woken while sleepwalking, the person may feel confused and not remember what happened at all. That's wild. I think what's crazy is that the eyes are usually open while someone is sleepwalking. Terrifying. Although the person can look at you straight in the face and like not recognize you. Right. They don't they're not actually like processing Yeah. The they're like a zombie of their eyes. Yeah. Yeah. They can often move around familiar objects really well as well, which is crazy. Right. The brain like knows where they are and what yes. they're doing, but they can't see you talking to them nope. or hear you talking to them. Nope. Um, I looked up speaking of eyes really quick because I this was this is a question I always had. And, okay, you know you're talking about eye movement, like rapid eye movement uh-huh. in REM sleep, and I was like, well, why what why are our eyes moving? Why do the eyes move? Tell me, enlighten me. Uh, as far as I could see, I went to like a bunch of different websites while you were talking, and I could not find one answer. <laughs> uh, some people though, because that is when dreams occur. Yeah. Um, a common theory is that that is like your eyes moving in the dreams, like looking around. Yeah, like the your your eye movement in real life is matching eye movement in the dream. That would make sense. 
I think that makes a lot of sense. Like, if, have you ever watched a dog dream and they start running? Yeah, exactly. It would make perfect <laughs> you know? sense. So I think I think that's a pretty good theory. I, as far as like I said, as far as I could see, there's not a definitive definitive answer. Mm-hmm. Um, which honestly is a little disappointing to me when we have a whole sleep stage named Rapid Eye Movie. Yeah, and there's uh, no <laughs> knowing what's going on. Yeah, I guess they just named it because that's what's happening, but they're not. It's sure just crazy why that happening. you don't even know your eyes are moving. It's just if you watch somebody as they're sleeping, their eyes will be like twitching underneath their eyelids. Weird. And that's sleep in dreams. Well, guys, (laughs) if you have a podcast idea, you can email us at randomtheorypod at gmail.com and we will absolutely write a podcast for you because we are so stoked to be learning things that you guys want to know and if you want to leave a rating and review it helps us out so much on apple Podcasts. Uh, so go ahead and leave us a rating over there leave us a review and we'll read it on the podcast definitely and you can also drop a podcast topic there yeah um that's just as good we're taking those all right science pals i guess we'll see you later this week with some snappy science and snappy science yeah a little bit of snappy science and then i guess we'll chat again a little later (laughs) all right i'm gonna go sleep oh yeah that sounds really good right now actually truthfully (laughs) all right science pals catch you next week bye all right as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.